what if I told you that the lowest body fat percentage I've ever attained was done while drinking three or four beers a night? Now, that might sound crazy, but give this podcast a listen, and I'm just going to forever change your perspective on quote-unquote dieting, and I want to show you why enjoying the food that you eat is the most important factor in building a badass physique. Now, that's a radical perspective. There are a lot of perspectives on nutrition right now. There's all the various dogmas out there. There's the paleo camp and the keto camp and the intermittent fasting camp and, you know, God knows what else, right? There's the there's the clean food uh, maxis and the whole food maxis and there's a lot, right? There's the layman perspective that just equates health food, quote unquote, to boring food. So the layman perspective for people who don't know, it's just like, hey, if I am going to, quote unquote, get in shape, I'm going to build a badass body. I have to eat a bunch of boring food and my life is going to suck. That's that's one very common perspective as well. But I want to share with you my perspective, my way of doing it, which is very effective, not only for me, but for all of my clients, thousands of them at this point over the course of over a decade. And my perspective or my way of doing it is this. We balance fun and enjoyment with practicality. And I want to show you what that means today. My only goal for you, if you listen to this podcast today, is to show you that suffering is completely unnecessary to build a badass body. I want to show you that you can enjoy the foods that you want. You don't have to miss out on social life. And you can, and I'm going to argue today that you should enjoy yourself uh, while you're watching what you eat, while you're building your badass body, because that is the number one factor that's going to lead to long-term results. Now, the problem that most people have is that they make this way harder than it needs to be, whether it is through, through overcomplicating it. And you know what? I, I don't blame you for it. There is a lot of there's a lot of information available to you that's telling you this is the most important factor. This is the most important factor. Is it organic? Is it high carb? Is it high fat? Is it keto friendly? There's all these ridiculous sort of restrictions people put on things or or rules people put on things and it overcomplicates it and, and confuses you. Uh, another problem most people have is they over restrict. So we're either all in and we're all out. And when we're all out, we're just not paying any attention to our diet or our nutrition whatsoever. But then when we decide it is time to get in shape, we over-restrict and we go way low on calories. We go all in. We cut out all the shit that we enjoy. And to nobody's surprise, we burn out. And then to kind of go along with overcomplicating things, we major in the minors, which is, we did a whole podcast on that, I think maybe one or two weeks ago. But that's essentially overemphasizing things that don't actually move the needle. And when you overemphasize things that don't move the needle, what you're doing by default is not paying attention to the major factors that would move you along. And so it's it's a problem. This whole, all of those are symptoms, I should say, <laughs> symptoms of a bigger problem. And that problem is just not knowing what actually matters, not knowing what will move the needle. So if we're sitting here going, dude, how can I build a badass body? For most of us, it's so simple. It comes down to lifting and losing body fat, right? But we don't know what moves the needle. Well, I'm going to tell you right now what moves the needle. And then I'm going to show you exactly uh, how we can make a, um, how we can make it work for you, how we can make it simple for you. Because if we know what is important, if we know what drives progress, we can create our own plan that is fun, and enjoyable. And if it's fun and enjoyable, guess what? It's sustainable. So first of all, let's have a look at what moves the needle, what drives progress, and what does this framework look like? So before we before we go any further, you have to know that if you 
are trying to lose body fat or maintain your body weight or even put on muscle, the number one factor you have to pay attention to is your calorie intake. You have to take in fewer calories than you burn in order to lose fat. You have to eat a small surplus of calories to build muscle. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't know. What about this? What about that? Guys, there, there's been... I, I can't tell you how many studies at this point, both scientific and anecdotal and documentaries made of one guy ate nothing but Twinkies and protein shakes for 16 weeks, lost 40 pounds, improved his entire blood panel when he went back to his MD. There's, you know, people who've done it entirely with Subway. There's an, a new documentary came out. People did it entirely with Taco Bell where they, they controlled their calorie intake, eating these ridiculous things like Twinkies and protein shakes or nothing but Taco Bell for 60 days, and they improved their health and they lost body fat. Calories are the number one factor, period, bar none. Now, there are other considerations like gastrointestinal health if you're eating nothing but Twinkies or Taco Bell, but that's that, that's for you to figure out. If we're talking purely about fat loss, calories are, are number one. Now, number two, if calories sort of determine the overall weight gain or weight loss, we also want to consider our body composition, meaning we want, if we're losing weight, we want most of that weight to come from fat. And so if most of that weight is going to come from fat, well, guess what? Um, we, we would have to be keep, keeping our muscle in our frame, right? And so therefore, after calories, the number two thing is protein. How much protein do I get, do I get in? So am I getting an adequate amount of protein? And so that way, if I'm in a calorie deficit, I will lose weight in the Protein will signal signal me to keep muscle, and therefore I will have most of that weight loss come from fat. Or even if I'm in a slight calorie surplus trying to put on muscle, I know that if I get enough protein in, I have the building block of muscle there, and I'm going to accumulate less fat than if I didn't pay attention to that. So there's two things you got to pay attention to here. It is, it is calories and protein. Those are the first two. Okay, so now that you know what drives progress, what drives a needle, now we have to put that into a framework for ourselves and we have to make that, um, we have to make it work for us, right? So I break this down to what I call staple meals. A staple meal is something that is easy for me to prepare, easy to take on the go, like if I'm working, uh, has adequate protein and fits my numbers and I, and I won't really get sick of it. So this is, this is the practical side of things. And so when I'm looking at planning out my day, well, adequate protein, let's just say we're going to use a very basic calculation of, you know, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. If I'm 210 pounds, that means I need 70 grams of protein at three separate meals. It's really that easy. So when I'm planning my meals, I start there. What's a staple meal? What's something I enjoy? What amount do I need to get it in that gives me 70 grams of protein? And then I move on with my day, right? And so now I know that's taken care of. If I know that, hey, I've got enough protein in and then I have, and I kept the calories relatively low with those staple meals because they're more just for sustenance throughout the day, what that allows me to do is save some calories in the budget for building in one to two foods or drinks that are just for pure enjoyment, right? And so when I do that, I can now start to kind of balance my food out. Now I'm having, you know, fun and enjoyment on one side and I'm also having practicality on the, on the other side. So I'm getting progress, but I'm doing so in a way that doesn't feel like I'm on a diet, right? Doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm restricting everything so much. And so um, to, to give you the story of the, uh, like I said, the lowest body fat percentage I've ever attained. And I, it, geez, I want to say it was like seven and a half percent on a DEXA. I'll have to go back and look at my thing. Um, 
and this is back in 2020. Uh, in so at the time we had our gym right in Chicago. So um, March 2020, not a great time to be a gym owner uh, in Chicago or outside of Chicago, technically. And you know that bad boy had been shut down since March, okay, because of COVID and all that. And so we've got this gym, we've been running it. This would have been our 10th year in operation if we would have made it to November. Uh, but the state comes in and says, hey, fuck off, shut down. All right. So we're figuring it out, right? And so this could be, yeah, this could be maybe a fairly stressful time. I've got two, uh, my twins at the time were one year old and um, my wife and I are trying to figure out what does our future even entail. So it could be argued that this was a high stress time for us. And some people in high stress times turn to, you know, food as a coping mechanism or they let themselves go and they throw themselves in their work and kind of let go of their physical health. I kind of flipped the script on flipped the script on all of that. I said, hey, you know what? There's a lot of shit outside of my control right now. You know what I mean? Like I can't control my income. I can't control the fact that my business can even be open. I have no idea when I'm going to be able to open it again. But while the gym isn't open to the public, I've got my own private gym. And the one thing that I can control is I can get in the most badass shape I've ever been in. And that's what I decided to do. And in, all, in order to alleviate the stress, I said, I'm going to make sure that I have fun doing it. Because for those of you who are from Chicago or from the Midwest or any cold weather state, you know that, man, the spring and early summer is freaking magical. And so I was like, dude, I'm not going to waste this season. I'm not only going to get in the most badass shape and absolutely control the way that I um, present myself, but also I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I have a ton of fun while I do it. And that having a ton of fun for me or just having an enjoyable day is I love nothing more than hanging out in the backyard, grilling some food, watching my kids at the time. They're kind of crawling, not, not even really walking yet much, just kind of crawling around in the grass. And, um, and you know, more often than not, cracking a few cold ones on a nice 75 degree evening while everything is all greened up. That felt amazing to me. So that's what I was going to do. So here is how I did it. I, at the time to get into a calorie deficit to shave off at the time, I think I, I was fairly lean to begin with. I think I was maybe 195 or a little under 200. And to get down to the body fat percentage where like basically all my abs were showing, that was going to take about 10 pounds of a weight loss, right? So I had to get down to 185 at that point. And so my calorie intake was going to be around 1900 calories per day to create that deficit. Okay. So that's number one. I had to keep my calories in 1900 to, to bring that fat loss to fruition. Right. Cool. Now I want to make sure I get in 200 grams of protein. Why 200? I don't, because technically I could have done 190, 195. I round up. That's how my brain works now. So that's number two. How am I going to get that protein in? So here is how I planned it. I was thinking, what is the highest protein source I can get that has the lowest amount of fat and carbohydrate to go with it. So I can save all of that for when I'm at home at night. Okay. Because during the day I'm going to the gym, uh, you know, the gym, I mean like the one I owned that wasn't operating and I'm lifting weights for myself. Sure. But I'm also banging out the start of our online program as well. I'm creating my first curriculum. That's what I decided to throw myself into for work. So I just decided, cool, while I'm at work, I'm going to eat this giant tub of Greek yogurt, which has, um, which I think eating the whole tub equates to like 70 calorie or 70 grams of protein and not that many calories. I think like four and change, something like that. 
boom, done. So, so that's my plan. That's, that's meal number one is, is a tub of um, Greek yogurt, right? And then meal number two, what I did was just we had a cooler at the gym and that was filled with ready-to-drink protein shakes that nobody um, could buy because nobody was coming into the gym. So I'm like, cool, dude. I'll rock out two of those. They were the they were the uh, and what were they? I think they're called Core Power. Anyway, they have 42 grams of protein each. So I'm like, boom, boom, one, two, right there. So now I'm sitting at like 150 grams of protein a day. Dope. And the best part is, I have between all of that, I'm still even though I've got the majority of my protein in. From a calorie perspective, I'm only at what eight, nine hundred calories, something like that. So by the time I go home and I want to enjoy the beautiful spring and early summer evenings with my family, and I want to fire up the grill and watch the kids crawl around in the grass and enjoy a few cold beers, I've got roughly um, a, let's just call it a thousand, eleven hundred calories to play with. So all good, dude. I can fire up the grill. I can make two lean burgers, right? So I. We were doing 96 four this time. So I was making burgers out of 96 four ground beef with a bun because I had saved all those cars from earlier in the day and had a budget to still work in anywhere from two to four 150 calorie beers, which is a normal, you know, it's not a light beer. It's, it's not, it's certainly not a Mick Ultra. Um, that's like, but it's not a, it's not an IPA either, which I don't even like. And so every single night, like that's how I spend the evening, watch the kids play, fire up the grill. Um, have two massive burgers for dinner, drink two to four beers. And it was the most enjoyable summer, um, to date at that point. And the cool thing is because I was paying attention to what moved the needle, I ended up in the best, well, I, I'm not going to say the best shape because that's like, that could mean a lot of things, but the lowest body fat percentage for sure that I've ever been in while having a very enjoyable and easygoing lifestyle. And so I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share that with you because I want you to know you don't have to miss out on life. You don't have to miss out on food and drink experience. You don't have to be miserable to lose fat, okay? And in fact, when you do put yourself in a position where you feel like you have to miss out in order to get in shape, that's going to lead to resentment, all right? It's going to lead to falling off the wagon. And then you get in this whole on again, off again thing. So I like to flip all that shit on his head, man. Focus on enjoying yourself, okay? Look at what matters. Look at what drives the needle. Look at what moves progress forward. And then find a way to enjoy yourself within that framework. And now the plan is going to be sustainable. And if you can sustain the plan, then by definition, so will the results be sustainable. And that's when life is good. That's when it feels easy. That's when you're winning. And it doesn't even feel hard, which is what I want for everybody. All right. So this resonated with you. I would love to hear if you've ever done anything like this before. If you have, if you have ever gotten into great shape with a very enjoyable diet plan, I want you to share that shit with me. Shoot me a message over on Instagram. You can find me. You can find my website is thegoodshit.info because that's where I give you the good shit. Thegoodshit.info. Head over there. You can find my Instagram through there. I want to hear the most. I want to hear the most fun and sustainable way you've lost body fat before because we can compile a bunch of these stories and it's just going to make the case stronger because my mission is to make fitness fun and to not make people feel like they have to fucking suffer in order to lose body fat all right that's what i got for you for today have a good one folks